Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Happy International Women's Day. How are you today? Thank you very much. Not too bad, thank you. How are you? And Grand, is it is it a good time to be a, a woman in in journalism at the moment? Are there good opportunities? There's great opportunities to be had across the across the board, not just in journalism, but in general. And you can really see uh, the changes that are coming because of the, I suppose the. The achievements of women are being more recognised and especially with the gender pay, that's also making a big difference. So you can really see that it is a great time to be a woman. Okay, well, let's look at what's making the uh, the news and the Euros Standard, the Gory Guardian, the Wexford People and the Enniscorthy Guardian. Have to start with the hospital story. I have the People newspaper in front of me. Burning question, how long will Wexford be without a fully functional hospital? It's the question that uh, we're all asking. And you have done a, a phenomenal amount of work in the, inside the papers this week and all of them highlighting what happened. I'll let you go through it for us, Esther. Yeah, uh, that is the question, I suppose, about, uh, you know, obviously everyone knows about the fire which occurred last Wednesday, but the question now is the repercussions of the fire and when will we have uh, an emergency department at the very least, but also a fully functioning hospital? Um, and I think that the answer, nobody has the answer to that, and I think that's the scary question, the scary thing for a lot of people that nobody knows. And what do you do if you were already receiving care in the hospital on a regular basis what do you do if you have a heart attack, a stroke, or any kind of emergency? Where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. The, the, the response times are going to be vital for a lot of health conditions, and I think that's a very scary situation for a lot of people. And what Porik has done this week is he's kind of analysed and gone through some real-life stories, spoken to people who are actually mm. in the hospital. And, it, it, you know, I think it behoves both local print and local radio to keep the pressure on because we have to, don't we? This, this is a non-political issue. This is a county-wide issue. And as so many people have said to me, this is the most important piece of infrastructure in our county. Absolutely. And, I mean, like, everyone has been praising the hospital staff and the evacuation, and that has been phenomenal. And everyone was phenomenal on Wednesday into Thursday. But the repercussions are the real issue here now. And how are we going to cope without a hospital, a fully, a, a fully functioning hospital? How are we going to cope without a fully functioning hospital in the county? That's, that's the real crisis. Right. You know, the fire, while in and of itself it was an awful big deal, the, the, the response is, and how we're going to deal without a hospital is the real issue. Right, and the pressure has to be brought to get the hospital Absolutely. back fully functioning as soon as possible. And uh, independent councillor and ambulance officer Ger Carty spoke to me even yesterday. Yesterday, said there's already a 16% extra delay for an emergency. So that in itself, if that was to mm. widen, that becomes a problem, doesn't it? A serious problem. It does, and it would put pressure on the hospitals in Dublin, Kilkenny and Waterford, which also are already under pressure, the same way that Wexford was. So, I mean, there is... I, I do feel that lives are going to be lost. There is conditions going to be... I mean, there was a story last week about Waterford missing cancer diagnosis because of they had a, a pathology issue. So, like, there is going to be an awful knock-on effect, and I feel that it's yeah. going to be a very scary time for people in the next coming, coming months. All right, let's look at what else is making the papers. D-Day for the Wexford Flat. Tell us more. <laughs> yes, hopefully now. Saturday is D-Day, so hopefully it would be great if that Wexford was chosen for the location for the flat. Uh, they're facing stiff competition, obviously, with Belfast, but the uh, Wexford County Council and the Wexford Closes have really thrown every single thing they possibly can at their bid. So it would be great to see that Wexford would get the flat. And, like, as you know, 
if you get the flower once, you, you more than likely get it a second year, so it would be a great boost to the whole county. I remember years ago when it was in Enniscorthy, like travelling down to it, uh, it was just a phenomenal boost, even for the like for us even as young children, it was exciting to go uh, to there, and so I think it would be great. So we, yeah, it, our. Uh, four o'clock on Friday is, is the decision time. So, oh, right. sorry, Saturday. Sorry. So, it would be great if we if right. we were chosen. We may we may light the candles, Esther. Now, can we talk about Absolutely. International Women's Day and the fascinating story? It's penned by Maria Pepper about the Wexford nun who is the inspiration behind the new course in uh, in uh, SETU. Is it Carlo or Waterford or Wexford? Where is this one going to be? Um, it's, it's been launched today. I think in Wex or in in in. in um, in Wexford, I think, um, but she is a Wexford nun who is um, she was the first woman ever to get a doctorate in mathematics. In she got it in America, but she had she's actually a a, a relative of Councillor Jim Moore. Uh, she was Maggie Goff originally, and went on to become Sister Mary De Lillis and went there. But Jim himself has said that if she had stayed here in Ireland, she wouldn't have amounted to much, they don't think, because she came from a poor background, but by travelling first to, to Liverpool and then to America, she really managed to kind of make a mark and um, she became the first woman to get a doctorate in mathematics and now she's been celebrated this afternoon. And finally, it's the story of the inquest about the Wexford man taking his first motorcycle lesson. I, I obviously realise there's sensitivities in this story, but what can you share with us, please? Well, it's a very sad story. Obviously, Paul Martin lost his life in um, June 2021 uh, in the showgrounds in Enniscorthy. Um, and, but the family have very serious concerns about, I suppose, the way the investigation was handled between the HSA, the RSA and the Gardaí, um, that they were waiting 20 months for um, the, the logbook and Paul's helmet to be returned to them. But also... Um, Josh or Josh Martin, who is Paul's son, went up to the showgrounds on the day after the the his death, and the, basically the whole scene was still as it had been the day before, and he just was left facing a pool of blood of his father's blood, and was told mistakenly by a guard that it was hydraulic oil. Um, so that was very horrific for him, and right. they they have raised. As Rita said, Rita Martin, the world's wife, said, it's not about the blame, it's about making sure that there's accountability and that, that he, they wanted no other family to suffer the way that they have suffered right. in in those intervening months. And wh- just remind us where, uh, that's the banner headline on one of your uh, issues this week. Which one, please? That's the Enniscorthy Enniscorthy Garden. It's also in uh, some of the other papers, but it's, it's, it's the banner on the Enniscorthy Garden. Paul was from Bonnie Clody, and he lost his life in the showgrounds um, on yeah. getting a motorbike uh, driving lesson in the showgrounds. Uh, I've just got a comment in from a listener. Alan, the words, as soon as possible, they're already getting worn out from the various people who are giving us the information. And uh, I can understand the listener's frustration as well. I think people would love to have some sort of a time frame sooner rather than later. Would you agree, Esther? I would, and I think that that's not going to be given to us. I feel that I know that the politicians were down and saying that they... And it was great, obviously, that there was no fatalities and there was no loss of life, but I feel that we need a concrete... And the Leo Haradkar himself was very vague about modular buildings and the 96 bed unit that was already planned. I think we need a definite timeline, but I think that people have to be made aware that the hospital, to a lot of by and large, is is non-functional now. And yeah. yes, you can probably have a baby there, but 
you can and get some outpatient clinics, but by and large, it's it's not fit for purpose. So you need to make alternative arrangements. And people's first thought probably before would have been the hospital, but now it cannot be the hospital. Right. Okay. We hate, need to keep the pressure on. You agree? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's the only way that we will. And again, like you said, it's non-political issue. It needs to be across the board. Everyone right. needs to be keeping the pressure on. Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.